0: So we are here. My name is Jonathan. I'm Rob, and together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. Woo-hoo. And, and gosh! And so it was we suggested on the Instagram, the gram, um, that we look on the gram, on the gram, oh on the gramophone, Sweden. Uh, <laughs> that we um watch a dark season. So we did so we did i and in fairness this is a kind of a favorite of mine i did actually have the book uh which was based on a tv show and i really liked the tv show because i did actually own it on dvd many 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 moons ago wow. it was just fun and it's it's super engaging um the general it, so i came to this completely fresh because i've never Seen it before, so I, I knew absolutely nothing about it. So we slapped it on the television last night and binge watched all six twenty-five-minute episodes. Yes. So Dark Season is uh, a sci-fi uh, is. set in current day, and um, in, in the burbs, and it uh, tells the story of three teenagers. As they battle to save their score and their classmates from the actual... and the world and the world and the world from the sinister Mister Eldridge, um, and it's uh, it's really good fun, and it's got Kate Kate Winslet in it a in one very, of her very young, very first yeah. professional roles. A young Kate Winslet. A young My Kate goodness. Winslet. My goodness. Yes. Yes. Um, so the, the the three main protagonists. And it was
1: written by Russell T. Davis. Yes. Who's brilliant. He and this Russell- was his first, yeah. his first uh, drama, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, he works for um, Why Don't You? And yeah. he, he did the scripting for a, a sort of a...
1: The Flashing Blade. The Flashing Blade. Oh, I loved The Flashing Blade. <laughs> well, Russell's version of The Flashing Blade. I, I loved that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he sort of rewrote it all with funny voices and things uh, being dubbed over. Uh, but Russell T. Davis, as you, uh, lots of people will be fully aware, he is the creator of Doctor Who. No, he's not the creator of Doctor. Who. Well, he's the creator of the reboot. He of rebooted Doctor Who, Doctor Who in the nineteen nineties. Uh, well, no, it wasn't. Oh, wasn't <laughs> no. it,
1: Jonathan? Your 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 um, research is it's impeccable. Is staggering. So sorry, no,
0: the Doctor Who you're, has, you're venturing into territory of which. Clearly, you know very little. Doctor Who was in the 2000s, wasn't it? 2005. 2005, that's when Doctor Who was first rebooted. So about 15-ish years after Dark Season. Yes. Um, And there's lots of parallels people have come to assumptions with. This is very much along the lines of a Doctor Who-esque sort of story. Because you've got three teenagers. Uh, You've got Marcy, who is a third-year senior and then you've got Tom and Reet who are fifth year. Um so Marcy is the sort of the ringleader and uh could be quite easily parallel to a Doctor Who with two companions.
1: Yes, I mean I would say coming to this never having seen it before but I suppose in a sense being primed to think about it as a classic uh series Doctor Who story um. So, so I might, I might not. You know, I might have, I might be thinking about this differently if I hadn't mm. uh, known about that, or if I, if I'd seen it originally. But I can definitely see some of the parallels. Well, so to be clear, that that Russell has categorically denied that there was any intention, no, um, behind that. Well, but then he, would, however, is
0: I he's he, he was uh, uh, Russell is a huge, huge Doctor Who fan. And that the parallels between all of this are with regards to the story arcs and the sort of protagonists and the witticisms yeah does yeah. it that I mean, you can see how people have come to that assumption yeah
1: you can definitely I can definitely make parallels between Marcy and uh and I guess you know the the seventh doctor mm-hmm. um there's obviously there's the there's the eccentricity, you know. She carries around a big pad with oh. a paddle in it and stuff she, yeah, like that. You know, I there's love that. that. There is so that eccentricity. There is There isn't perhaps what there isn't is the the knowledge mm-hmm. that that a, a a doctor would have. But there's there's definitely a peculiar intelligence. There's an in eccentricity and an ability, an intelligence and an ability to make intuitive
0: connections yeah, between, between
1: random things, things yeah, yeah. And, and see and see things that other I people can't Marcy I thought, I thought Marcy the,
0: the character for Marcy was just brilliant and the, the, you you've touched on that she's got this backpack and with the, with a paddle in it and I just I think why is she wearing, why is she going around with this paddle and then her <laughs> the teacher um so, so actually asked that question Marcy why have you got the paddle and she just turns around like it just in case it gets stuck up a creek. Yeah, you never, yeah. You, 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 never you never, know when
1: you're going to be st- stuck up a creek,
0: <laughs> so, which is just fabulous. And the, the key thing about this is uh, uh, the, the the backstory about this is that Russell was uh, did send it off as a speculative thing. We'd, he writ, he written one episode of it, and then uh, and and, and just sent it through the BBC. Sort of the internal, e- mail, internal system. mail system, and it was read and picked up, and they said, oh, "We can develop it further." And he created a th- three-episode art because there's two stories, um uh, which are three episodes each. Yeah, but they are linking in the same sort of sort of protag- uh, sort of protagonist and uh, antagonist. Yeah. So
1: it's, it's basically it's a classic um, BBC children's drama structure in the yeah. sense of six episodes. But that that convention is subverted by it's actually two, three-episode stories. And I think that's really good because it gives it such a pace. And it's one of our regular complaints, or or at least observations here in Antique Dust, is how often classic dramas seem a little bit stretched a little bit thinly. And this wasn't in that way, and this absolutely wasn't. I mean, I think lesser production teams would have just taken one of those three episodes stories and stretched it over over six. But but by having that that tightness and the compactness, that um, we also recognise that in in new Who Mm. as well that the that the stories are very fast paced and compact and pack a
0: lot into them. I think they cast it really really well i mean there's the person that plays marcy who's playing meant to be a 13 14 year was actually 19 yes um and i think because you've got sort of reasonably experienced um or qualified actors playing the parts um it does rock along and the script is it is so fun and it's 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 full of Questions and answers, and it sort of it rolls along, and it's got that banter where you can imagine the, the 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 people thinking, reading the script and thinking, "Wow, this is really good." And it's sort of like turning the script, and wanted to know what happens next. It was no laborious. Well, let's see. There's yeah. none of that sort yeah, of. There was there was no there was no there padding.
1: Was, there was no padding that that I could I could really detect. You know, there was no long running down corridors or anything like that you know it was it, it was packed and and very very tightly edited and i find that, i thought the production values were really were really high you know some of the set the set pieces you know the underground lair mm. um in the second you know in the
0: second story did look like an underground lair yeah. I mean, it was it was it was shot at the bbc elin film studio and they actually shot um a, a, a disused school in the summer. Yeah. Um. So, so it, it it did have that whole realism, and it it had that sort of, it, it had the, it it felt good, and it felt natural. And the first story arc with the first three episodes, you've got the Mr. Eldridge who is gifting all these computers to the school. Yeah. Of
1: course, any character whose name is Eldridge. You know, you you that's that's, that's your control. clue <laughs> right you know, Even someone with a passing passing knowledge of Shakespeare, Macbeth can can be, can detect that there's <laughs> there's going to be something slightly off kilter about about Mister Eldritch. So
0: all these laptops are being given to the the kids, and the whole there's a, there's a master plan that they're going to brainwash all these children, and everyone's going to be like a minion or something along those lines. And it happens that Marcy thinks something's up it doesn't sound doesn't feel right yeah
1: so she makes that almost like an intuitive Mm. leap right right at the beginning uh, when everyone is swept away by the generosity of this mysterious mr eldritch who by even by the end of the six episodes we we know more (laughs) we don't know anything about him not not really he has absolutely no backstory we, didn't, it was just, like, we don't need it. it, yeah, it I don't, I'm not. I'm not lamenting the lack of a backstory. No. Um, I just, I'm just making the comment. It's interesting that we we know nothing, nothing, nothing about him. But he's
0: he's just there. As Other a than the that he is,
1: he is thoroughly evil.
0: Yeah. I mean, but it, it, it. So the first episode. So all these computers are given. They've got the Skull Swats. Olivia, um, who sort of is sucked in and was the first experimental one and so she's not she's she's a bit yeah. goody two shoes anyway and then the teachers sort of disregard her strange behavior as being too goody two shoes um and even marcy is sort of like not not notice that up and so it it, it just rolled along really nicely and you wanted to know what happened next I and mean, we we devoured all six episodes back to back yeah, we did and uh, so there's a little bit of action, a bit of Nazi sort of Yeah,
1: well the second the second story of the of the, the diptych, would we call it that? diptych? Probably. Yeah, diptych. <laughs> the second story um is involves uh, an archaeological dig at the school. It's led by uh Miss Pendragon, played marvellously <laughs> by Jacqueline Pierce, who's very familiar to to anyone who's who's um watched uh blake seven <laughs> she was animal, the evil one and there. She, and so essentially it's uh, it's about nazis digging up a uh world a military, war two era supercomputer, it was a moth.
0: a moth which was uh, uh and which was it was discontinued and it was stopped but she worked on it originally apparently yeah so yeah. it's a
1: war a war computer that's connected to all, the to all of weapons. the yeah all of the weapon systems in in the world so it can be used to 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 create mayhem, uh, mayhem basically and we have, we have all these these nazis digging up the school playing field because the school turns out to have been built on top of the the, the, the BMO. and there, are to be said that to be said there are some fairly dodgy blonde wigs yeah but also one on of the there. dodgy
0: blonde wigs was kate winslet's first Though. No, I think
1: actually he didn't have a dodgy blonde wig. No, his, his was natural. Naturally, his, his was his, his natural, hair. natural
0: hair. Natural But so, so we, Kate Winslet's first relationship. Well, we don't know if it was the first well, relationship. It's like one of her first relationships. She was with him for five years, yeah. um, and then he he was an actor as well, and then he went on to be a scriptwriter. And sadly, he died in the nineties in sort of I think maybe in the late nineties or early noughties of cancer, unfortunately. Oh. But then you also had. Um, the one that was in what was the pop star
1: Natalie Imbruglia? So we have we have Jeremy Sheffield in a bad in a, blond, in a bad, bad blonde, blonde wig, bad blonde wig. Um, post post Nat, Natalie Imbruglia, but pre Holby City.
0: <laughs> was that post Natalie? Post Nat, or was that was it? I don't know. I think it was pre Natalie Imbruglia. Was, wow. was it? I, I don't Natty know. Natalie Imbruglia was like mm, late nineties. Oh well, it
1: would be it would be
0: pre. Wow. Yeah. So, but the thing is, I think it's really weird because it is it's nearly 30 years old and it's it's great children's tv really has come along leaps and bounds or it actually goes to show that when you've got a good script writer uh, and a good story editor you can create something really really good i mean because the only thing that really dates it is the cars because there's like an, a sort of escort yeah but only and,
1: only you notice that sort of yeah those but, sorts of things but
0: overall it it it's quite fresh, and I think this show had been, has been repeated a couple of times, um, and it's uh, it's it's good, and it's entertaining for both children and adults. And I was entertained because I remember watching this when it first came out, I and mean, I think I was at uni, so it was one of those things we tap they tap into. But I think because it had that hook, it felt it felt more than kids' TV. Mm-hmm. And I think it still does feel more than Kids T V. Well, one of the things that that did strike me about
1: it is that it feels like there's a mystery at the heart mm. of the and I I don't I don't just simply mean the the plot. I it feels like there's a deeper mystery for for maybe maybe I'm looking too much into it, around around who is Marcy Hatter. Mhm Um because there's just something about the character that, that sort of feels like there's there's a little bit more to it than her just being a thirteen year old girl. And there's a bit of dialogue right at the end, um in the final confrontation between Marcy and Mr Eldritch, where basically he says he t- says or he he calls her the, the girl who has done such a good job at hiding her name.
0: And you. The little girl who keeps her name so secret from me. Oh, that's another theory. He says to give someone your name is to give them part of your soul. I will give you that, Mr. Eldridge.
1: That felt to me like that could have been a bit of dialogue straight out of okay. New Doctor Who. Mm. And it just felt that, that there was some, there was a bit more to it than just simply the fact that she didn't tell him her name was Marcy Hatter. Given that Miss Maitland is there, and immediately then starts calling her Marcy and Marcy Hatter, so, so Mr Eldridge does know her name. But, but is there is but she's not given it to? Is him. there something else? Is there something else there? Is there more of a mystery to her identity than is being than is being presented on I, th- on, I, th- on I, th- screen. I think That is and there is a, a theory. Mm-hmm, I know a there's a sort of a fan theory. That's, that is suggesting that maybe um, that Marcy is a is an uh, an unknown incarnation of the Doctor, oh. and given given the direction that Doctor who has taken recently with the with the apparent pre-hartnell incarnations and the timeless child, and also that you know River Song uh, regenerated as a child and all the rest of it, it sort of <laughs> has a little bit of plausibility. A, a, about yeah. it. But if not that, then I just get that sense that there that that perhaps there was an intention to 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 develop the mist uh, kind of like the the idea of the mystery around the identity and and it perhaps explaining why she has the 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 intelligence that she has and so on. It seems to go beyond that of I oh, cuz it, it is referenced
0: into with the teacher, um Miss Miss Maitland. Miss Maitland um who she really quite miss Maitland, although she finds Marcia quite irritating and annoying at times that she's something she 's quite charmed about, yeah well and she must be because she puts up with quite a lot of her of her cheek well yeah it's, well, she she's, she doesn't take things just at face value she she questions and it, you just feel that shes that Miss Maitland is looking for approval in. Well, oh, Miss Maitland has
1: her, own story, has her own story arc in this. No she she definitely changes from the beginning to the, to the end. She becomes much she starts off quite timid and disbelieving and not wanting to and get a, a, involved. A bit of
0: an ally and then she's so t- the so, so she comes an ally and then she goes one step further or takes two steps forward and then takes one step back because we're at the end of the, the the conclusion of the first 3 episodes um, she goes to where the house is, yeah, where, or where, they, where, where the, where the, computer where the main computer, computer is. Yeah.
1: Um, but she doesn't take the step inside. No. Whereas by the end of the the second, the second. set of three three episodes, she actually becomes an action hero. Yeah, and and, and, and rescues. Yeah, Reet and, and from and she makes she death. takes.
0: She takes complete affirmative action, so you've got a feeling that she's. Again, that's. A, we should that, say
1: that Miss Maitland is played by Bridget Forsyth, who who was familiar to someone of my generation um, well, from whatever happened, from, from the Likely Lads.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you get you get a feeling because that's a, that's another sort of trope of Doctor Who, where you've got someone on the periphery that doesn't quite believe, doesn't quite believe, believes something, and then really goes in for something wholeheartedly. So you've got a feeling that pot- potentially Miss Maitland could be an ally or another companion, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And apparently um,
1: apparently I've not obviously I've not read the the novelization, but it the novelization leaves the door open for further. It does. Adventures. And, it,
0: and it does feel as though why didn't they take it any further because it it did do very well. And it it just I don't understand why. Because also
1: went on to do Century Falls, which I have seen, and I quite and I quite enjoyed Century Century Falls. Yeah, I think we need to watch that and maybe do a podcast on that yeah, one. Yeah, because when I'm saying that, I'm thinking actually, I remember enjoying it, but I can't remember anything else about it. So I probably do need. To, I, I I probably I rem- is do a rewatch.
0: Yeah, I, I remember watching it, and it was. I think it was done pretty much after this dark season, and it just didn't have the same energy as as dark season did and I felt I wanted more dark season it just felt really again it's it I mean, we've done a review of the tomorrow people and the first two incarnations of the tomorrow people was aimed at children uh, but for children but where children were the that were the protagonist um, and and you felt like, yeah, you can relate to those, that those children. And I, I felt sort of when I watched it, I felt, oh, a bit Marcy-like. And I did actually use that line: "What well, to give my name is to give a part of my soul." Um, when out dating and things like that. You know, meeting people in Mar. Well, what did you call? What like did that. you call yourself? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say anything. I remember I had. Hi, I'm Hamish McGillicuddy. No, no, no. I just didn't introduce my name. I just asked lots of. What did they? But, but, but
1: they must have known your name.
0: No, I. I it was because it's what? really no, it, no. It, it, and it worked. In fairness, it was brilliant because <laughs> so uh, because like I, an so,
1: international man of mystery. No,
0: but the thing is, you you it didn't. The conversation didn't come up because you know how sometimes it can be quite engaging and ask lots of questions about people, and people love their favourite subjects. Are some some people are, is themselves. So you ask lots and lots of questions, and you don't give anything away. And they think they've had such a wonderful time, and then they don't even. It's like, oh, I don't know anything about him. And I say, Oh, I've gotta go, gotta go. And then next time you meet in the pub, and, and you can say, Oh, hello. You can say the name or, or what have you. And they, they're like, oh, Wow, I can't remember your name. That's because you didn't. I didn't give it. And it, that it was like a. It, it was. Uh, I quite enjoyed playing that that little game. Okay. Because um, you know, because it, it. I, I think that uh, So to give your name is giving a little bit of your soul. And I thought. There's something quite poetic about that. Oh, definitely. Um, and the way she questions everything is really good because, say, it's, uh, I've used that that as well. I mean, it's amazing how much I lifted from the Marcy character because what sort of working. Yeah, so that it, I always wondered
1: why you carried around a
0: paddle. I know, just in case I get stuck up a creek. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes.
1: Yeah. laughs> I, I I quite enjoyed the the performances of. Of the 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 actors who played the inadverted commons commons companions,
0: yeah, oh, it's like oh, the, Kate Winslet is really good, and yeah, so and ben is Ben Chandler. Yeah, I, and
1: it is, this is this is Ben Chandler's only acting, acting role, according to IMDb. So, but you know, I, I thought it was very it was very engaging. I did wonder whether there was maybe too many of them, whether one companion would have would have no and i think it
0: worked well it worked well as a trio because having a boy and a girl especially a 15 years old um that it was sort of it was good because she certainly
1: presented a contrast to 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 the marcy character you know having the basically having the the 13 year old running the show and having two older older older, kids older companions who were, who were
0: friends rather than boyfriend girlfriend yeah. they were they were mates and you got a feeling that sort of reet was a bit of a tomboy and uh and the oh god i can't remember the other one what was the other one thomas thomas tom um and yeah so uh, so, so, so reet was almost a bit like ace mm. in,
1: yes. a, in, in a in, in a sense you know if we want to labor labor the point uh reet yeah had that uh you know she she got stuck in you yeah know, she whereas whereas thomas was presented as being a little bit more timid but however the, when push comes to shove he he gets on with it and yeah and, he, he, um, he, he's he's got the he f- gets stuck in
0: he gets stuck in and i thought it
1: was, with a, and with what quite a comedic kind of well, they, good, good comic good comic timing yeah
0: and but well, i thought the script the script went well for it because especially when um let's so say the kate winslet character reed gets stuck in an air airtight thing behind the door behind the behind two doors which is airtight and tom says oh, i'm gonna go and try and get help and so Will you be okay? Well, where am I going to go? Ipswich, Yes. <laughs> which has been used. Yes, indeed. <laughs> which line? Russell, has been... Russell reused that
1: that, <laughs> that 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 setup and and that that line uh, uh... in in, Do- in Doctor <laughs> Who. <laughs> no, it, was, it was Rose Tyler who was stuck behind the <laughs> behind the the non-opening non-opening door. So, uh, style-wise, it's sort of you know the school setting sort of made me think about um, again Doctor Who episode of school reunion mm-hmm. also maybe think about the you know the demon headmaster and and in class as and well this was well. much obviously much much later and later on but did, did, there's something did about that right school class? um no but he was i think he was instrumental in its creation
0: but i mean i think class i think it's a really really good idea for children's fiction and children's TV show is to be set in school because yeah. that. it's that. Well, we all loved that, Grange Hill. Didn't it's that it, tangibility we? of of reality of what could happen, and you've got the same tropes of types of people within the school. You've yeah, always you've got You've got, got the SWAT, You've got the bully. You know, you got you got the popular, yeah, the popular po- kid and then you've got the the, the, the teacher who. you you,
1: you, and there's always a scary teacher you've got the chummy teacher you've got the 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 slightly headmaster yeah you've got the slightly lecherous art teacher or was that just me i don't know (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) but yeah because i I think it, it it's so relatable and but you can see it, it's the scripting. It really is the scripting. The second story arc is is really good. Um uh, With regards to Aldridge is brought back in. Maitland cut, takes takes upper gear, and she is she's yeah. shamed into actually getting a bit more feisty because yeah. beforehand she's just been well okay. Well, we we'll go and get help, and then and she gets turned around and said right okay, what help? What are you going to do? Yeah. Who is who's, going who's to? Who's going to? And who's going to help? And, and she's she's feeling a bit useless, and then suddenly she sees she gets spurred she, into. She action. sees the JCB, and then we have that action. She goes, goes. She goes through the the door of no return. Yes, and she she makes she commits and. It's, it's, it, and it's great. It, it, it's just very. Oh, I mean, obviously, it didn't cost a lot to be made. There wasn't a great deal of special effects. Um,
1: well, I th- I think, as I said, you know, some of the the production values I think are really are really high. Some of the set pieces, you know, the, I'd say the underground behemoth lair and so on. That was, you know, that mm. th- those were those were uh, film studio sets. You know, I think it was there was. I think there's a fair amount of cash was would have been spent on. Mm. On this, I mean, they were spending the the Maid Marian and her Merry Men money, <laughs> basically. Well, yeah, on, because this was this. to
0: fill the gap because they were having a a, a hiatus of uh, Maid Marian, which was that again. That was that that was really good.
1: Uh, not something I watched because this is all you know. When you we start venturing to the nineteen nineties kids show, I I was I was I was I was working, so I wasn't at home to watch um, yeah. these these shows and. I know that that uh, dark season were repeated on a Sunday morning, but a Sunday morning, I wasn't up early watching television.
0: I was nursing, nursing a hangover. A hangover. <laughs> so, but I mean, it, it, it's I, I, yeah. I, I'm so pleased that we've rewatched this because it was just brilliant. It was very good. I mean, I will, I will, I will say that
1: um, uh, I I enjoyed it more than I th- expected to. Yeah,
0: and. I just want more. I'm, but I know it's, it can't happen now. Unless you want to write your own... No, your fanfic. <laughs> your fanfic. <laughs> yeah, turn it to Fifty Shades. <laughs> so. 50, what, Fifty Shades of Marcy. <laughs> yes. But I think Marcy, the Marcy's, Marcy, Reet and Thomas are really good. And Miss Maitland, again, is a really, really good one. I mean, you could have taken it further if they were doing a, an, a French exchange or something like that. And you could have some sort of Parisian thingy going on you could take it in any you could take You'd it in take so it many it directions there's direction. so many you could so many incarnations you could have taken this um, but then it works super well as a standalone six 25 minute episode. Yeah. and I think sometimes it's good to call things a day when they've done Yeah, they've done their job yeah. and it's a great in fairness for Russell it's a really good calling card well um, it's a very
1: good start to your writing career yeah
0: so I'm mean, going to so, say bravo.
1: Even though I did want to say, at some, at one point to Miss Pendragon, what in the name of sanity are you wearing on your head?
0: Well, we only found out that she, would, she didn't want to dye her yeah, hair. Yeah, she,
1: she was wearing this terrible turban through throughout all three episodes, but only because she didn't want to 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 dye her blonde to match the the rest of the Nazis.
0: But but she could have wapped on she a. She could have worn a wig. wig. But fair I mean,
1: there was enough terrible wigs she could have. Mind you, given how terrible the wigs were, maybe she, it was just as well she was wearing a turban.
0: Yeah, but I mean, she could quite like it because she, they also told her that she was a, she was a, lesb- a big lesbian, and there was a bit of chemistry between her and the head Inga. 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 Yeah, I mean, there was there was a bit of yeah. delicious deli- chemistry. I mean, cause it, it was, it, I think, because you don't pick up that as a kid, but well, of course, it, not. The, the of there, course the, not. The way
1: they're that's there very, that's a bit of an, uh, of an adult interpretation yeah I, but I always say but yeah. it seems that it seems that that the, the the Russell was very straightforward that that was what he the the vibe he was aiming for and and according to an interview, Jacqueline Pierce was delighted to be <laughs> to be playing a lesbian character. <laughs> we always suspected that a little bit about Servalan, but that probably just because she was always presented as being quite butch. well, she was very assertive wasn't she? she was very
0: <laughs> with very short hair. <laughs> So, anyway, dear listeners, uh, please do let us know, are there any other sort of uh, sci-fi or kids' TV shows that you'd like us to actually yeah, have a look at? Because if you
1: sell it to us, we will we'll yeah, buy, we it. We'll buy it. we can whitter about it. Because,
0: in fairness, I've had a job, this one this has been a really, I, I, again, I'm not a sci-fi person, but I do remember this show because it had some very lasting characters and it had some really good, Great dialogue. And remember, (laughs) always carry a paddle. Yes, just in case you're up a creek. (laughs) Anyway, this is Jonathan sliding off from Antique Dust.
1: And this is Rob saying goodbye. Bye-bye. Oh, don't forget. No, don't forget. Find us on
0: all social media platforms at Antique Dust. Please subscribe, like, and do whatever thumbs up and... Sort of send us some love. Yeah, if you find her, if
1: you know, if you're if you're listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, give us a five Star. stars. Say it amazing because yeah, we could do with some more some more ratings. We've only had three, so do with some, please. <laughs> not that uh, we're not that we're needy. needy. Anyway, needy. It's
0: farewell from me, Jonathan,
1: and it's goodbye from me, Rob. Bye-bye. Bye bye bye.